Coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour, we'll talk about three uses for the prize bag, who should fill up the prize bag, and why. Why you should treat free stuff differently than stuff your kids pick out at the store themselves. Why you're not being a miser by charging kids money for stuff that was given to your family for free. How to avoid prize bag fights. How the prize bag can build immediate and long-term trust. How charging money for prize bag items helps connect the concepts of work, earnings, and purchases. And how having prizes set aside ahead of time can help people of all ages achieve long-term goals. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. Two friends, Billy Bob and Bubba, enter the weekly raffle at the Little Rock Walmart and are excited to learn they both won. Billy Bob won first prize, a year supply of spaghetti and sauce. And Bubba won sixth prize, a toilet brush. A week later, they both see each other at Walmart again. Bubba asks Billy Bob how he likes his prize. And Billy Bob says, oh, it's so good. I love spaghetti. Billy Bob then asks Bubba, how about you? How's the toilet brush? Not so good, says Bubba. I reckon I'm going to have to switch back to toilet paper. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We're your host, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. And today's topic is how to use the family store and prize bag to their full potential. Think of the, think of the family store as like one more tool in your toolbox to help motivate family members. And, and this works for, for adults, teens, kids, to- toddlers, everybody in the family. Especially though, if you're just starting out using money pants or any sort of allowance or earning system. I, I wanted to start out though, uh, Hannah, by talking about kind of the history, how we got to the whole prize bag thing. And I, I remember when we first started paying our kids cash, and this was I mean, this was years ago, we noticed, because <laughs> we we have a lot of kids, that we didn't notice we had a lot of kids, but we noticed that because we had a lot of kids, we had kids in all age groups. And we had, you know, 10 and eight and six. It was the three-year-olds and the four-year-olds and the even especially the five two-year-olds and, and even but even five-year-olds. No, not that old, was it? Uh, I definitely remember like the four-year-olds and the five-year-olds. We would pay them cash, and it was like magic. All of a sudden, the money was gone. We would we would hand them the cash. Okay, here's your five dollars you earned this week. Way to go. We would turn around. It was like five minutes later. They'd be like, "My money's gone." We're like, "Well, where is it?" I don't know. We're like, "Wait, what?" And it was, it was, it was. I put it here in my sock. <laughs> it was like magic. And we, it was just gone. That was it. All gone. Money's all gone. And so we're like, well, that doesn't work. Like we can't give our kids, our younger kids couldn't, we wanted to pay them cash. We wanted to give them the idea of handling cash and, and having that reward, but it wasn't clicking. And so we're like, oh, this is what we do. We go out and we buy them the things that they were going to buy with the cash. And then on payday, we let them hand over the money for those items. So it was really, it was very easy. We would take them shopping for their shoes or for the the toys or for the clothes or whatever it was and put it in a little box. And then on payday, and they were really excited about it too because like, oh, I like those socks or I like those shoes. We would buy them for them at the store, leave the, pay, uh, leave the price tags on, bring them back, put them in a box, show them, hey, here it is on payday, you can buy this. And then on payday, we would hand them the money walk them over to the prize bag or the box. Tell them how much it cost. Have them hand the money, pay for the item with yeah. that cash, and then hand it, hand that item to them. And, and it worked really well because, first of all, they're making the connection between, oh, money means things that I want and need, and it's because I was working. Okay, so they started to kind of make those yeah, connections. It, it, it was it was too hard though if there was a delay between them earning the money and them actually going shopping because I I don't know about you but I'm pretty busy. 
I don't have, just because it's payday, you have payday every week. I can't drop everything and take everyone shopping for everything they need. A lot of times that's not convenient. It doesn't work with my schedule. Right. And so and we'll uh, talk about helped, all the benefits here yeah, in a second. Well, it helped to have this stuff right there for, especially for people starting out or for toddlers, because then they were like, okay, uh, they would make the connection of, oh, so I worked, I got this money, and I can buy this now. Right, right. And it just it just kind of brings it all together. And you don't have to keep doing this like for the rest of their lives. It's just it's the introduction. Right. And it works really well. Well, but we're going to talk about that. There are some aspects of the family store slash prize bag that you can do long term. We'll, yes. ta- we'll talk about yes. that. But I with the whole toddler thing, I think it's more like, very compressed directed spending yeah. <laughs> is kind of the way to look at it where you're literally just ta- handing, taking them by the hand. Okay, here are the things that you bought and now you're going to hand over the money for them. It kind of, kind of that idea. All right. So with that said, I guess the big question is why, why would you do prize bag? I, I, I mean, I think. Yeah. Why for, not just let them earn the money and, and then go spend it when they need to. Why would you bother doing yeah, especially the if prize you bag? Especially if you don't have toddlers, why would you, why would you do this at all? Well, the, there are a few, we, we already mentioned, you know, kids, it's good for kids who haven't made that connection between work, pay, and purchases and need, you know, more help to understand that concept. So anybody who's starting any sort of new allowance or pay program where they give their kids, reward their kids with money or cash um, in any sort of way, and the kids haven't quite made the connection between work, money, and things they want and need. The prize bag is very helpful for that. But then there's also the, the whole idea of uh, when, and we've talked about this in, the, in a previous podcast, where when people give you stuff for free. What and, do you do with yeah, it? Yeah, what do you do with that? And we talked about that in our Rethinking Gifts and Presents, but I think it's worth kind of reiterating here. And we talked, we, you know, it's funny because we mentioned we would talk about prize bag in the future. Well, here we are. This is that, this is the, we're, we're keeping our promise, where this is kind of the, the how to use prize bag to your advantage in that scenario. And then the last scenario, kind of the third scenario would be, you know, it's really helpful for long-term mastery milestone rewards where, and I'll just get a couple quick examples of that, where Lumpy, who is our, he was almost four. We were at the store and he saw, and we were going on a family bike ride and he normally rides in the back of, you know, the little, that little, thing you tow behind the bike a little i don't know what it's called but he usually rides in the back and he doesn't have a bike of his own but he's almost to the age where he could and he saw a bike at the store it's a really cool at walmart yeah next to bubba no (laughs) (laughs) it looked like a motorcycle and it had suspension it was a really cool bike his birthday was coming up and it was like 90 bucks or something like that and he didn't have enough money he had like 20 something in his bank account or in his piggy banks but his birthday was coming up. So Hannah, you and I were like, okay, well, we'll tell you what, Lumpy, we'll pay 50 bucks. That, Cause that's our limit for each family member for their birthday. And we're like, well, we'll pay 50 bucks for this bike, but you're going to have to earn the rest. And if you work really hard, you can, by the time it's your birthday, you could earn the remaining, you know, he already had 20 bucks in his bank account. So it's only 20 more dollars he needed to earn. If you work really hard, you can have this for your birthday. And he was so excited. He was riding it around the store. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want this. I want this. I was so thrilled. And so we did. We bought it for him. We applied, you know, the 50 bucks that we were going to spend for his birthday on it. And then we put the, we left the, the sticker, the, the price tag on it. And then we brought it home and we stuck it in the garage. And we're like, okay, you can't write it until you earn it. And if you work really hard, you can get it by your birthday. And it worked. It worked really well. He, granted, it took, I think, three or four weeks for him to finally earn it. It was but, a little bit after his birthday, but. <laughs> but, but it did work. And it was yeah. a kind of, a, and it, I mean, for a four-year-old to have that motivation, kind of understand the long-term delayed gratification for a month, to work hard for a month. Yeah. To get it, something like that. He, that really expanded his um, understanding. But of, you could see it. Where yeah. Where he, he's like. Oh, each week, he, uh, do I have he, enough? He made the you association. Need this many more dollars. He made the association between work and getting something that he really wanted, and that that is a huge step in developing work ethic. 
is to start making those connections of, oh, delayed gratification. Oh, I work hard. I can get what I want, even when I don't feel like it. Anyway. And then the other example I thought of was Blackstone, who, and I don't mean to embarrass him, but he did have a problem with, uh, shall we say, moisturizing his bed at night. <laughs> he he had a problem with wetting the bed, and he re- he really wanted to stop, but he yeah he was embarrassed about it, and and he it was, was getting gross. he was getting older, and it was bothering him, and and he came to us, and he's like, I have this goal to not with the bed, but I, I keep doing it. I I'm getting better, but it's not quite enough. And we're like, tell you what, let's come up with something that will help motivate you, kind of long term. What might that be? And he's like. And he really wanted a, this remote control tank, and it would shoot little BBs out, and it was it was really cool. It had all these little features, and the turret would turn, and it had actual treads, and and we're like, okay, let's do that. If you can go, I think we did said ten weeks, ten weeks, ten yeah. weeks of of dry bed, and that's hard. The mastery points are hard, but if you go ten weeks with a dry bed, we will. It, we'll get you this tank. Well, what we did instead was we bought the tank, had it shipped to our house, and it was there on the shelf where he could see it. And for some reason, being able for for a seven year old kid was he seven? He was six, six, six seven. seven. Anyway. I don't know. Well, oh, and one of the things is he uh, he also knew that he'd get to move upstairs right. with the bigger the big, kids the big boys and room. out of the toddler room. Uh-huh. And so it was a big deal for him. It's something he really wanted. But he just, he needed a little help from us. And this is how we gave him the help was saying, hey, we had the tank, you know, Mm -hmm. he had the the big reward of moving upstairs. He had daily rewards that were points and payday. And he had payday. But then having that tank in front of him that he was super excited about, that really helped him. I don't know if he was scared to walk to the bathroom in the middle of the night, lazy, or yeah, whatever Whatever was holding him back. That put him over the top. That, yeah. That tank. And the thing is, we had it in the closet, so he could see it. <clears throat> he wasn't allowed playing with it or touching it. But he could see it. Oh, no, no, we did set up. Every week that he got a mastery point, he could get it out for, like, I think, 10 minutes and mm-hmm. play with it and kind of learn it. But it wasn't his until he did that 10 weeks. And I remember when he got there and he was so excited at the 10 week mark when he finally earned it and we got it out and we made a big deal about it. We're like, dude, way to go. This is yours. Congratulations. And he was so excited about it because he, a bunch of reasons. He had actually overcome this habit of wetting the bed, but, and he had all this pride of- His of, clothes smelt good. Yes, and he, <laughs> His bedroom that smelt embar- good. That embarrassment was gone. But, yeah. But then he also had this major- it's a major award that he got because he had worked really hard. And so all sorts of pride and, and, and understanding of how to set goals. A lot of good things came from that. Yeah, but, but the, the prizes and the prize bag, ha- having that there, the, uh, the objective is to help your kids along in, in things that they're trying to accomplish. That he, yeah, he was already trying to yeah, do that. Yeah, he wanted it. And it was just giving him, it, gives, it gave him the extra support that he needed. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's why you would do something like that. But the nice thing was, it was because it was there, and he saw it, just like Lumpy, where a four-year-old kid or three and a half, whatever, he saw the bike and knew what he was working for. He could see it, he could touch it, he could smell it. You know, it was right there. Mm-hmm. Same with Blackstone, he could see it. He could, he could, he knew it was there. That was a tangible reward. He knew he was working towards. The thing is, though, some I guess some rewards wouldn't be like that. I mean, maybe your kid wants to do a trip to Disneyland or something. If that's the case, where you can't, you know, take them to Disneyland to show them they're going to be earning Disneyland hand, I think you had a good idea. And that was print out a picture and show, or buy the tickets and, <laughs> and post them on the wall. Or, the picture, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or show, have a picture of Disneyland there on the wall. So anyway, I, want, I wanted to talk about the, the three different types of prize bag or, you know, or you can use family store. They're interchangeable. Prize bag is family store. Family store is prize bag. If you have older kids, maybe they don't want to be talking about prize bag. Oh, put it in your prize bag. Maybe they want to talk, oh, put it in the family store. Exact same concept, whatever you want to call it. We we say prize bag because we primarily use it with our younger kids. But if you're, again, you're just starting out or you have older kids, use family store. And we actually had a mom who did that. She used, it was family store for her and her family worked great. There are three types of prize bag or family store. And that's kind of what I want to talk about next is, and those are, the first one is, Things that kid the kids went shopping for to fill up their prize bag. That's the first type of prize bag. The second is things that people give you for free, you know, that the kids may or may not want. 
And then the third one, the third type of prize bag or family store is mastery points, which are those long-term rewards. And I want to talk about those. So first, let's start out with, with number one. When you go, you fill up the prize bag uh, by shopping for stuff for your kids who haven't quite made the connection between work, money, and things they want and need. And, and we recommend, when, when you're using money pants, we recommend spending one-on-one time with your kids. That should be, as a parent, that should be one of your primary or at least one of your daily and or weekly habits. So somewhere in there, in your habits, you should be spending one-on-one time with, with each one of your kids every week. We recommend that. And a good way to do that is to take them shopping for the things they yeah, want Yeah, because need. if you're like, oh, what should I do? This is a great thing to do. I just did go, that with Blackstone yeah. last week. Actually, I, I, confession time. I needed a belt. And I'm like, Blackstone, come with me. One-on-one time. We're at the store, and he found all these great things for him. <laughs> I did not find a belt. But I got him, he, he bought a whole bunch of clothes that looked great on him that he needed, and he had money for. And he was ecstatic. He was like, oh, well, cool. That was fun, Dad. Thanks. <laughs> it it <laughs> but, wasn't, wasn't my plan, but it actually worked out. Yeah, in the, it, the same but you concept. could have easily have put that stuff in a prize bag if it was if he had been a younger kid. Right. He just happened to have his his money with him at that point. Well, but, and we, we talk about how to do that in the directed spending video, which I love. That is still one of my favorite things that we've done. Yeah, so for example, if your five-year-old comes to you and or one of your kids comes to you and says, oh, my church shoes are too tight. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, I'm going to take you on an outing on Thursday. Why don't we go look for some new church shoes? Mm-hmm. You know, decide what color you want and all that, and we'll go look for them. Right. And so th- they feel genuinely excited about that and grateful for that. And then when when you go shopping, use the directed spending method. And we, we've made a video about that. It's on our website. Basically, what you do is you help them find where the where they sell church shoes you help them find the right size and then you have them try them on make sure they're comfortable and they fit right and then you have them decide which style they want do they want the one with the flowers on it do they want the one with the sparkles which which one do they like the best and you're like, if, if it's a big pile of shoes that they like, you just go through them and go, hey, do you like this one better or this one, this one or this one? And your job is to help them find the item they're looking for. And then they get to make the final decision as to wh- what which pair is their favorite. And the reason you would do this is because if I just went to the store and went, hey, I feel I, I got you church shoes and they're, they're in your prize bag, they're not going to be as excited about that. Right. Um, where because, they might because, because, because they didn't choose them they're not their style they, they didn't it's not yeah. them buying it but if they've gone out and they've like seen everything available and they found the ones that they really really like maybe another kid in their class has shoes like these or and, and it be it's important to them all of a sudden that prize bag is exciting to them mm-hmm. but if you go oh well I'll go I'll just go do the shopping for them I'll pick out the shirts and shoes and all this and I'll have fun hey look I filled up your prize bag it's not going to be very effective mm-hmm. and so instead a better thing is to use that as your one-on-one time the individual time with your kid mm-hmm. And let them make those decisions within the boundaries of, hey, and you need And let them be the shoes. ones to fill up the prize bag. Yeah, let yeah. them fill with up things, the prize bag. With things bag. they're excited about. Yeah, because otherwise you're not going to, you're going to be like, oh, my kids wouldn't work for clothes. Yeah, they don't work for clothes if they're not clothes that they picked out. Right. And, and we've learned that. No, we, we, Hannah, it's, my it two-year-old is particular about the clothes he wants to wear. That's right. We have a little two-year-old who gets very... I, I, I had a horrible time because his pants were dirty. His favorite shorts were dirty. It wasn't... I didn't have time to, you know, do a load of laundry, but he only wanted to wear this pair of pants. And I don't know what it was about that pair of pants, but he he liked the color. He liked the pattern. I don't know, but he'd get so mad if somebody tried to put him in a different pair of shorts. And so even two-year-olds have very particular tastes about which pair of shorts they like. And you wouldn't think that as an adult. You're like, hey, these look fine. They look great. No, they have their opinion on mm-hmm. what they're wearing. And so if, if you want it to actually work as a prize, you have to let them 
participate in the shopping and in the decision making. Now, I want to kind of a caveat to that is when you when you're first starting out and you don't know how much your kids are going to earn towards their clothing, don't overdo it. Don't buy them a whole uh, uh, what's it, a closet full of brand of, new clothes because it'll take them two years to earn all of it and by the time they're able to earn it oh they've outgrown that or they've changed their style so start small start yeah only buy a couple of things right. let them earn those first but things that, that you... they get excited about you yeah. know maybe their top three you know shoes shirts uh, shoes if it's shirt, summertime and a short, shorts, go yeah. shopping for a swimsuit exactly you know but but yeah don't overfill it and and also don't be, buy them a whole wardrobe be sensitive to like what their budget is so for example don't take them to Nordstrom's if, you know... If you're used to buying stuff at garage sales. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Take them to Once Upon a Child or, you know, or one of the uh, the high-end mm. thrift stores or or something like that. So they can... Um, kind of ease into it. Ease into it, yeah. And along those lines, though, there's a major benefit. Again, when you're first starting out using money pants or reintroducing money pants, maybe you've gotten off track and you haven't done it for a while and you're getting back into it, or you've tried other allowance or, or family organization tools or something like that in the past, and the kids, there's an issue of trust where the kids are like, I don't think mom and dad are going to stick to it. I don't think they're, they're, they're or I'm earning all this money, but is it really going to be my, my money? Are they really going to pay me? Are they really going to adhere to shopping? Yeah, are, they, are they really going to hold true to what they're saying? I, I don't know. The prize bag or the family store is a great way to reestablish that trust where the kids, you take them shopping, you actually buy the items your kids want and you put, set them aside and say, okay, when you earn $5 or whatever it is that you bought the shoes for, you, cause you, you leave the price tag these. on, you, you say, you, you know, here they are, you can buy these. These are for you to earn. And all of a sudden that trust goes way up. The kids are like, Oh, mom and dad are serious. They bought me the shoes that I want. And they're telling me I can't earn it. Got it. Okay. So that goes a long way to establishing that trust. But on the flip side, though, there's a warning. Don't give in. So a lot of times, and we've had this experience where parents are like, oh, yeah, money pants, great idea. I love it. Buy their kids these things. And then the kids work for a couple of weeks and they haven't earned it yet. And the parents go, ah, you can have close it enough. Anyway. Here you go. No, don't do that. That is, that is one of the worst things you could do because... For, for, for a whole bunch of reasons. One is you've lied. You've lied to your kids. You told them they could only get it if they earned it. And now they haven't earned it and you're giving it to them. What type of lesson does that teach your kids? You were, the whole point was to establish trust. You've done the opposite. Yeah. You have totally undermined your trust with your, chi- your children and you are a liar. You, <laughs> I mean, let's just not, let's not sugarcoat it. You lied. You told them one thing and you did something different. So don't do that. That, yeah. that little and, warning there. You don't have to be mean, but you have to say, I'm sorry. You know, you do have to say, okay, you have $2.50. This is $3. So uh, close. It's, it's next so week. close. I, I know you're going to get it this next week. And again, use it to motivate them to yeah. develop their superpowers. Keep doing, like keep that, doing what you're idea. doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Do your job. You're going to get this by next week. Mm-hmm. But don't go... Oh well, that's close enough. You can just have it for two fifty, or you can. And I'll give an example of 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 how that works. Is this last week the kids have in our family? The kids have to earn ten dollars by Saturday night in order to watch the movie. Right. Well, my six year old, he had been doing a good job doing his job, but he had not been cleaning his room. Mm-hmm. And so movie movie time rolled around. He's like, Oh, can I do job jar? Can I do this? And he hadn't done his, he hadn't hung up his laundry. It was, his laundry was, his clean laundry was all scattered on the floor and he hadn't cleaned his room all week. And even, you know, if he had done a bunch of job jar, he would have missed the movie by the time he had earned enough. And so I, I went in his room and I looked around and I'm, I'm like, no, honey, I'm sorry. I, you've got to, if you want to watch movie night, uh, with the other kids, you have to clean your room every morning, and you have to mm-hmm. you have to do your laundry on your laundry day. And he was crying, and he was distraught. And and but I stuck with it. I'm like, no, this is what we set up. And I said, but next week, if you can do it, if you just clean your room every morning instead of going out and playing, uh, you can earn five this. Five minutes. Then very next morning, I woke up, 
And I walked into his room and I had seen it the night before and he, and it was an almighty disaster. An almighty disaster because he hadn't cleaned it all week. And I walked in there. The beds were made. Books were on the bookshelf. Toy, the animals were up on the shelf. All the shoes were on the shelf. Laundry was in the laundry baskets and the floors were vacuumed. And I didn't tell, I didn't have to say anything. The next day, same thing. Hmm. The next day, same thing. So, yeah, I, I, I had to stay firm with him, but that firmness is what makes them understand what the boundaries are and what the rules are. And so when you're doing prize bag, just you don't have to be mean, but you're like, no, this is the price of this. Right. And just stick with it and say, you're so close, well, no, if you, you set can it, do and, it. And you set it up ahead of time. It's all very clear. Say, here's the price tag. When you're at the store, oh, it's, you're going to have to earn $3. When you get home, yep, it's still $3. On payday, it's still $3. Like, you know. There's no need to, it's all set up ahead of time. So there's yeah. no confusion. There's no, and the kids don't get upset. And it's, it, you're absolutely right, Hannah. And that, I want to go back though to what you said. Mahanrai did not get to watch movie night. And you'd be like, you're horrible parents. That's so mean. That's so awful. Why would you do Everybody that? Everybody else got to watch it except for him and but Lumpy. But that's what motivated, <laughs> but that's actually what caused that change of a motivation for him. And now he's excited to clean his room, which is his stewardship anyway yeah like and so and it's a, it's a good thing for him to learn to take care of his own things it is a so instead yes watching a movie is that a good thing yeah maybe maybe not but him learning work ethic and him learning to take care of what he has that's a good thing <laughs> that's huge yeah and, of I, all the, I was, and all it takes is one movie <laughs> missing one movie night to give him that what a great gift we just gave our son I like, was I was so pleased. I did give him a couple bites of ice cream. <laughs> so I was like, "You did this without me even reminding you." There you go. Good job. So so and so so don't give in. Don't yeah. give in to don't don't. I, what, what what am I trying to say? Don't don't feel like being firm is being mean. Being mean is something different than being firm. Yeah. And actually, we're going to talk about that in a yeah. future podcast. Yeah. So so being firm, you can still be their cheerleader. You can still encourage them. But but be firm about what you set up, and and don't be a liar. And don't don't lie. Yeah, don't change the goalposts. Yeah, I mean that's just one step below you know poking them with a sharp stick. <laughs> no, no, don't. Um, um, but also on the flip side, if a kid gets into their prize bag without permission, that's a big no no, and there has to be very stiff penalties for that. So you have you know your five year old, and he's super excited about the new pair of running shoes that you bought. You went with him on on their outing day and, and you bought them these new shoes and they can earn them and they're five bucks and they're every day they're looking at them going, Oh God, I can't wait to get those. And then one day and they have a lapse and they just grab them, put them on and go play. That would be fee worthy. Well, that's well, basically what they've done is they've stolen something. They haven't paid for it. They haven't earned it. They took it. Then they know they, when they shouldn't have. And so, yeah, it's just simple. Something as simple as, Oh no, that's a fee. Yeah. That, that that's was akin, dishonest. You that's had to earn to it. Stealing. And we also want to nip that in the bud. Yeah. And that, but that's also a lesson uh, you, as a parent, you do have to teach your kids as, as when they're young. And what a great lesson and to learn so, when yeah, you're young. Learn it now. Learn what you get. Because it doesn't get any easier if well, you get older. Fast so. forward and they're 25 and they do that. What's going to happen? <laughs> you're going to be in jail, buddy. You know, you can't take stuff that doesn't belong to you. Yeah. So it's, it's just a process. And so, yeah. But make sure you teach them that lesson. And that's what fees are for. Okay. So that's the first use for a prize bag. For kids who, you know, they're learning or just starting out uh, with the whole understanding the difference between earning work, money, and prizes and things they want and need. The second use for the prize bag is things people give you for free. And this kind of differs from the prize bag of stuff that you bought with your kids because when people give you stuff for free, it may or may not be stuff your kids want. Whereas the prize bag we were talking about a minute ago, number one, that's stuff that kids definitely want. They shop for it. They picked it out. They're excited Blackstone about it. Blackstone really wanted that tank. Yeah. Lumpy really wanted that bike. But if someone were to give Blackstone a toy yeah, or clothes, maybe they or give something. Lumpy a bike that he's just not that excited about. Or maybe they give Blackstone some clothes that he's like, eh, I'm not really into the camouflage swim shorts. Eh. Okay. Or they don't quite fit right or whatever. So this is that the second category or the second use of the prize bag is how how do you use prize bag with things that people give you for free? And this can be, you know, neighbors, friends, or grandparents. Maybe the grandparents aren't quite in tune with your kid's style. 
and they give your kids stuff that they're like, or give your family stuff where you're like, eh, my kids don't really want it. Use prize bag. Use prize bag to your advantage. So you have to treat th- this section of the prize bag a little bit different because it's not necessarily things your kids are excited about. And so the trick to figuring out whether or not your kids are excited about it is to charge them money. Because mm-hmm. what we found is if you have like a bag of clothes and you ask your kid, hey, do you want these? They'll say yes. Well, sure, I want those. Yeah. And, and they'll take them. And they'll sit in their closet. They may or may not wear them, but they have to take care of them. And they're collecting dust. And, they got to do laundry. They get on the floor. They're taking up space in the closet. Like, yeah, yeah. And it actually kind of becomes a burden instead of a blessing to them. Mm-hmm. And so oh, the way to help kids decide if they really want it or not is really simple. You charge them a little bit of money for it. Say, oh, I'm willing to sell you. And you use if it's stuff people gave you, used stuff people have given you sell it to them at garage sale prices so like imagine in your head if i was having a garage sale how much would i expect to pay for you know sell this for or or pay for this kind neighbor lady gave us a bag of clothes we go through it we're like yeah quarter for this quarter for that and and all of a sudden even if it's just a quarter it get your kids like look at it differently and they're Mm like um no i don't want that No, I, yes, I do. Yes, I am. And all of a sudden it, it helps their brain decide if they actually do want it or not. Mm -hmm. But if you don't charge them money, they say yes to everything. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We kind of talked about this in the whole uh, rethinking gifts and presents podcast and blog, but I I like how you're bringing this up because this definitely applies to the prize bag. But I thought you had a great idea, Hannah, when you first get that bag, like somebody drops off a bag, go, Hey, I brought a bag of clothes for your kids, right? Got a bag of old toys that, you know, for my grandkids or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they drop it off at our house and give it to us. I thought you had a great idea. Like when that first arrives, you have the kids, you, you tell them, okay, guys, fire store prices here or not fire uh, oh. I'm, I'm going out of business sale you guys got to sift through all this yeah i'm and- taking all this stuff to goodwill by tomorrow i'm planning on going to goodwill so in the next two hours i'm going to sit down here in the living room you can try the stuff on make a pile of the things you're interested in now if, uh, if they have the money at that time they can buy them then yeah they but, can buy but them if then. not then it goes into the prize bag, but only the things that, that they, they want. That they say they're willing to yeah. buy. And so, and then the rest, buy. It goes away because you don't need that. It's going to clutter up your home. It's going to just cause all sorts of, of messes. Especially if you get, I don't know, a bag of clothes. It, and I've known people who maybe they have four kids and they're living in a small house. You don't have room. You just don't have a lot of room for that, remember? Yeah, well, and, and you're you're grateful when people give you stuff. Yeah, when you have but, little kids, it's so expensive but, to buy new but, clothes. Yeah, and and so it's awesome because you can upgrade the clothes mm-hmm. a lot of times. But and donate you, their old ones. <laughs> you don't have room to be keeping a bunch of stuff that mm-hmm. you you only need. You should only keep what you're using. And if you end up keeping too much stuff, your house becomes too hard to clean or impossible to clean because there's Mm -hmm. not a place to put things. And so you don't want to put that stress on yourself. So you want to, the difference here is first off, you need to figure out if your kids actually want it. Or at least and, to some degree. And the way you do that is by saying, hey, you're going to pay for this. Are mm-hmm. you willing to pay for this? Yes, no, yes, no. Right. And so that makes it real clear which things need to go and which things to keep in the prize bag. And then the next thing is you want to set a time limit. When they've gone shopping for something, pick something out, it's in their, it stays in their prize bag mm-hmm. until they buy it. Right. Whereas stuff people have given them, I set a deadline a week, yeah, two weeks. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm uh, if this isn't gone, I'm taking it to Goodwill. Well, because it's obviously it's not that a pri- it's not a priority for them to spend their money on. If they're not willing to spend their money on it, it shouldn't be cluttering up your home. Yeah, it. Yeah, so so if they're like, oh no no no, I want to buy that. Okay, you have two weeks. I'll, I'll keep it for two weeks. But if you haven't bought it within two weeks, it, it's going mm-hmm. because that gives them time to do job jar or whatever right. they need to do to. If, if they need to earn extra money. So a bag of clothes shows up at your door. A kind neighbor brought them by. Here you go. You immediately tell any kid who's interested, sift through this, make a pile of stuff that you may or may not want, that, that you may want, and you make a, a smaller pile. And then everything else that doesn't make it into that pile from all your kids, 
that the rest of the stuff gets donated. But then he, here's a question. What if more than one kid wants an item in that new pile? Okay, this happens a lot with girls and girls <laughs> and little boys and like toys, okay? Um, but girls and clothes and it can, a lot of times they'll all want the same purse or they'll be like, I wanted that purse. I saw that purse first and mm-hmm. and I'm willing to buy it. Here's the money, mom. Mom, here's the money. I paid her first. It's mine. Right. And That's not always the best way to go about it. You know, first come, first serve, maybe, So maybe then, then you'll run into problems of people saying, hey, I have this bag of stuff. Can you give it to your mom? And they give it to one of your daughters or, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden you have some daughter trying on all the clothes in secret, not telling mom that they got uh-huh. <laughs> and and going, oh, I want these ones, mom, you know, and right. I'll pay for these. And then their sisters are like, um, what? I was at work when the, I, the bag showed up. I didn't even know about this. How's that? Yeah, fair? you just snuck through the bag and and pulled out all so the good to, stuff. To avoid that fight, we recommend that. Well, there's really easy. If there if there's a dispute about any particular item, you have three options. Really, you can. And the 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 first one is oh well, the oldest they get preference if they want it great yeah you can yeah these are just options you can say okay in our family the oldest kid gets if they turn it down then it goes to the next kid go on down the list yeah you could approach it that way the next option is you can have some sort of auction where find out how much they're willing to pay for it and whoever's willing to pay the most for it they clearly they want it the most and so they get it. And or and, and that that seems fair to everybody. Yeah. They're or like, maybe okay, they you were saved, willing to pay five dollars for it, I'm not willing to pay that much. And or maybe they just saved up more money and you know what the other person needs to step up their game anyway. Yeah. So that that's easy. And then the third option is, you know, maybe you could allow them the preference to buy it based off of past performance. You look at how many mastery points they have for a certain category or how or many fees yeah, or, or something or, yeah, like that. Whoever has the fewest number of fees or, or something like that. Something just trying to make it fair. Yeah. And every family is different, but those are three options. You can base it off of seniority. You can do some sort of auction system or you can base it off of performance. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I really like the idea and I wanted to quickly recap Hannah because this whole getting a bag of clothing at your doorstep we mentioned this in rethinking gifts and presents, but I want to I want to hit this point again. Never accept anything for free. If someone gives you a bag of clothes, say thank you. Wow, this is amazing. Here's a dollar, or here's five dollars. You know, whatever cash you may have on yeah. hand, or or you can even like um, after you sell whatever whatever the kids are willing to buy, you can use that money to go get a gift card mm-hmm. or buy them flowers or just something to to kind of uh, cut the strings mm-hmm. because I've, I've realized in recent years that sometimes people give stuff because they're just like, oh, thank you so much for taking this, mm-hmm. you know. Taking it off my hands. Taking it off my hands. It's fa- you're faster than a trip to Goodwill. Yeah, yeah. And then other times, and, but then other times people hold it over your head. There are strings attached. And there's strings attached. Well, and just get, so, get rid of the, cut the strings. Get rid of the strings. Just pay them a dollar. Yeah. Or, or buy them a gift card or some way. But it needs to be monetary. That's the thing. It, you need, it needs to be some sort of remuneration for them giving you the, the 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 bag of clothes or the bag of toys. Yeah. And even if it's a dollar, that's enough. You've Yeah. So just, just that little tidbit. And we talked about that in our other blog, but I, a really good point. So once you've kind of established this prize bag of somewhat wanted items that people have given you, on payday, you pull it out. And on payday, you give the kids the option to buy those items, again, at garage sale prices. And it works really well. And those items only stay, as you mentioned, Hannah, those items only stay in the prize bag for a couple of weeks. Because after a couple of weeks, it's clear nobody wants them. And then they're just, it's more clutter. Now, granted, there may be a kid who's working feverishly to try to earn up enough money to buy one of those items. Like, no, please don't sell the remote control car, mom. I'm almost there. Fine. It can stay in the prize bag for another week. But the rest of the stuff, especially clothes, off they go. Off they go to Goodwill. Off they go to DI. Off they go to some charity. And I guess some people may look at this and go, golly, you're being misers. You want horrible parents. People give you stuff for free and you're charging your kids money for it. You're just awful people. I disagree. And this is why. Actually, I have a bunch of reasons why. First of all, when you charge your kids money, and 
it's garage sale prices. It's twenty five cents. Right. It's, it's not, not like, like you're making. I'm not making money on off my kids. First of all, but when you charge kids money, you learn very quickly what needs to, what belongs in your house and what doesn't. That, I mean, it's very easy. It also helps uh, when you charge your kids money. You're helping avoid fights. And we talked about this where as soon as somebody buys something, it is theirs. It's not when something's given for free. Other kids may be like, well, they got it for free, so I can use it too. But as soon as that kid buys it with their own money that they earned through doing their jobs and developing their superpowers, all of a sudden, no, 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 that is definitely mine. Yeah, I only paid 25 cents for it, but it's mine, not yours. For some reason, that money makes that clear transaction. Well, not only do they have that ownership and everybody recognizes it, but then one of the problems I noticed, if I don't charge people for money, I'm like, oh yeah, you guys just share it. Who cleans it up? Oh, well, well, you wore it last or you used it last. Oh, yeah, and, good point. And then you're like, okay, you know what? I'm just going <laughs> to throw well, this no, away. It, it's, it doesn't clearly assign responsibility for the item. Yeah, nobody's responsible so, for it. And so yep. what ends up happening is you, the mom or dad, ends up having to take care of it because it doesn't belong to anyone. Right. And then the next thing is um, if, you're, if you don't charge the kids money, and let's say people give you stuff for free all the time, they'll lose their motivation to work for things that they want. And uh, they also start thinking that's how the world works. And that's a yeah. really bad and lesson. And actually, we ran into this problem because for a while we were dirt poor and we desperately needed stuff yeah. you know, from other people. Like when they offer us clothes, it was like, oh my goodness, thank you. Unfortunately, um, a couple of our kids adopted that mentality of, yeah. oh, I can get things for free. Wait a minute. If people feel sorry for us, yeah, and they would they, milk it. They give it for free, and then some of the kids started milking it, and it it made us sick. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't know how to stop it after that we, experience. Well, there's nothing we could do because we literally had to ask for help. Yes, yeah, so we when we ha- we were in that situation, and for us, it was like embarrassing, and it was like. Oh, oh gosh, yes, you know, we're in this, this oh, we need help. And it was really hard to ask for help. But the thing is, is some of our kids went, wait a minute, I can get football for free. I can get clothes this for, for free. Clothes I get, for free. Yeah. I can get, you know, tech, tech stuff for free. If I just it, it kind That's of make it. people feel sorry for me, yeah. people will give me stuff for free. That's not what and about. so it was it was kind of this uh we got to stop this as quick as possible because this is really it's a, our kids are getting the wrong message Well those from are the this. dangers of the dole and what we're talk about in the future podcast yeah, where and so you want to avoid that So yeah when people give you stuff for free make sure you charge the kid and then be generous yourself and mm-hmm. Try to handle it that way. Do the best you can because you're in the situation you're in, you know. Mm-hmm. But be aware that that is, a, that is something as a parent, we have run into that problem. Actually, when- teenagers are notorious for adopting that very mentality because they be- have been given stuff for free their entire lives. And they think that's how the world works. So just keep that in mind when people are giving you stuff for free. It's a really good idea. Be really careful about what message your kids are getting from it. Right. And here's an option. If it really bothers you to charge your kids money and you think you're being some, like somehow it's churning something inside you and you're like, wow, I really am a bad person. I am a miser. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Here's a tip. Take the money that you get from your kids and donate it to charity or go do something kind for a neighbor. You know? And let the kids know that that's what it's going to. Say, hey, let's... This is going to charity. This is going to the food bank. This is going to the homeless shelter. Like, there you go. It's our family fundraiser. Isn't that great? (laughs) Yeah. So so just... No, you are not not being a miser, though. That's my point. There are so many great benefits, huge benefits, when people give you stuff for free and you put it in the prize bag, use that to your advantage. Your kids become better people. They develop their superpowers. uh, They learn how money works. They learn how to shop. And you can take that money and donate it to charity. Like, there's just so many great benefits to using this this technique. And I I like it a lot. Okay, so that's number two. The, The second use of the prize bag is to help distribute and allocate the things that people give you for free. The first one was things that you buy for your kids that they're really excited about. The second is things that people give you for free. The third use and final use that we've come up with for prize bag is for mastery milestone rewards. And we talked about that briefly, you know, with Blackstone. And his he had this goal 
to get up during the night, as hard as it was for him as a six-year-old kid, to get up in in the night, dark, wander down the hallway, scary house, and use the toilet. You know, <laughs> well, every kid's like that. You're, the house is scary <laughs> at night. And so there he is. He's going, and that was setting up that remote control tank, which was so cool, was just that motivation he needed, just that extra little bit that he needed. To help him with a long-term goal. To help him with that long-term goal. And we really like mastery milestone rewards. They're huge. They're incredibly powerful. And with the case of Blackstone, yes, it it really helped him accomplish that goal that he had set. And again, that's the idea, though, is to motivate your kids with the things they already want to do. To develop their abilities and their skills and their and their work ethic and things that they're already they already want. Mm-hmm. So part of the issue too is, or part of the benefit is, you're teaching them delayed gratification, but you're also maintaining that long term trust with your children. They know, oh, mom and dad are serious. Mom and dad will reward me. There are rewards already in place for me to accomplish these things that I want to accomplish. And mom and dad are my ultimate cheerleaders they're motivating me they're helping me out they're supporting me in what i'm trying to accomplish and it actually makes that relationship wonderful and strong and it it's a beautiful thing um but also uh, there there are other ways to to apply this as well for instance especially with teenagers maybe you can't buy what it is that they're working maybe your, your mastery milestone isn't something you can buy and put on a shelf Maybe it's not a tiara. Yeah. Well, it, maybe it's like, hey, you know, like in high school they do the trip to Europe. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's some um, sort of intangible. Yeah, reward. but it costs like two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and so you know you're like, hey, if you want to do this trip, maybe you have a bunch of academic things that you you know, or you yeah. set something up for them where yeah, hey, their mastery, bring your you know, grades they, up yeah, or exactly. apply to get accepted into a college mm-hmm. or. These big ticket items. These big, yeah, big deal items. Then what you could do is you could take the $2,000 for the trip and put it into its that own. You, no, no, that you were already going to be spending that anyway. That you were planning on spending. It's already um, in the family but, budget. But say, hey, I'm going to take this $2,000 and I'm going to put it into an account all by itself. Right. And I'm going to just keep that money there. I'm, we're not going to use that for family expenses and whatnot. Yes, it's in yep. its own account. And it's sitting there. But you have to use it. You have to be able to earn it by this um, right. time, or will you know it'll just go back into the family account. And we actually did that with our our son, where he had we have I think it's a, an account with six thousand dollars in it sitting there for him after he uh, increased his his he wanted to do his ACT or or S it was he like, wanted to increase one of his grades. And we're like okay he he didn't he wasn't able to get into the college that he really wanted to go into right. because, because his did, test yeah. scores weren't high enough right. And so and we know he can do better and he knows he can do better. Yeah. And so we're like, hey, if you, you know, do whatever you need to do to improve your scores, if you can bring your scores up to this amount, mm-hmm. this much of that money can go towards college, college. <laughs> which is great because it's again, and, something we were going to be paying then, for anyway. And then we said, hey, for every scholarship you apply to, it's worth 25. It's bucks. worth 25 yeah. bucks. And and so. So and, and that'd be good for you and me. Yeah, but but the thing is, it <laughs> would be good, good for, for him. him. It'd be good for him as well. It would it would decrease stress on him. So it was helping him accomplish what he needed to do. What was uh, it was a daunting task. I remember reading in the Wall Street Journal. I think it was Dave Ramsey was one of the people being interviewed, and he said, like the summer before his daughter went to college, they, they had her like apply for a scholarship every day. That was her like assignment every day was to apply for a scholarship. And by the end of the summer, she had gotten her uh, uh, tuition paid for, her housing paid for, her food, like all her living expenses paid for, her books paid for, and then had like money even left over right. for anything that came up. And so, you know, setting that, setting that goal of, hey, apply for a scholarship every day, that's and I, I'm willing to pay you for that. Yeah, and it, but it's going to help them. But having the discipline to actually do that is really hard. Yeah, so why and not set so, up some sort of reward yeah, ahead of time? Yeah, and it will help you as the parents. It will help your child. It will, and it's, so it's, it's a win-win situation. So the only difference with this is, you know, the prize bag for little kids is actually a bag or a box of stuff. Whereas for older kids, it could be something intangible like, oh, here is the bank account. Oh, here is, and you know, here are the 
uh, here are the tickets or a picture of Europe or the Eiffel Tower. Like that's what we've set this money aside. Here it is. Well, for Caleb, we also had the car in the garage. You know, it wouldn't fit in a box. (laughs) But that was the idea. Yeah, if you have a car sitting in the garage. And we've mentioned this before. I I would save cars for when they move out of the house. Right. We would have done it slightly differently. I would have said you can use the car, Mm -hmm. but um, I would have saved the whole giving the car until until it was time to move out. (laughs) So when you move out of the house, then you can have the car if you've done X, Y, and Z. So anyway, but but yeah, but being able to see something and it's there and it's not just mom and dad's wishful thinking that they could give it to you. It builds trust. Yes. And and that's it. You know, those are the three primary uses that we came up with for the prize bag or the family store and just to recap the you know use number one shopping for stuff and and putting it in there for the kids who haven't quite made the connection between work earnings and shopping and things that they want Mm -hmm. number two the second use is you know things people give you for free and that works really well Mm -hmm. for that and number three is kind of those long-term master especially for mastery milestone rewards so those are the three uses for this this awesome tool this powerful tool in your toolbox of ways to motivate your family members to become their best selves and as always to develop their superpowers and that's it if you like what you hear in this podcast please tell your friends they may want to listen too we may have something that would really help them out if you have a suggestion for a future podcast go to our website click on contact us send us an email and we'll jump right on it Matter of fact, a lot of our podcasts, we are addressing questions. We kind of integrate them, but we address questions that people have asked, uh, been asking us. And that's it for today. Enjoy some of Falcon Jasper's poppin' party poundings. We'll see you next time. <laughs>